from Layout FM, it's Kevin Clark. Hey. <laughs> and on the other corner, it's Rafa. All right. <laughs> I just saw your video on along with all the bells. <laughs> oh my god. That video is years old. Yeah, and I was like, where is this coming from? <laughs> uh yeah. So, you know. All of those bells, by the way, were you, you might know this story, but you know, I, I'm pretty sure we never talked about it on the show but uh, remember how we used to do the layouties yeah <laughs> i think that was like pre-pandemic ritual or tradition but i thought um that would be nice to have winners uh, you know prizes for the winners and so i thought it would be appropriate and kind of funny to get service bells right as like the trophy is like a service bell a working service bell right so i ordered two things from amazon a shitload of service bells and a shitload of cans of green spray paint because <laughs> the idea was like to paint it like the layout green yeah of course and somehow like stencil like a little you know the winner or something and i think it would be nice we would have the layouties and then we would ship these bells to winners hopefully people right not companies or whatever and so all the bells arrived and the spray paint never did so i just sat on it <laughs> too lazy and procrastinating and just never really reorder more paint or whatever i just sat on those for way too long and then we missed the layouties uh window and then i thought well i'll just keep these uh for next year and then the pandemic and then they never happened and then i moved houses and i still have all those bells ah. so <laughs> i think one day those bells will will fulfill its purpose okay we have to find a home for them we do we do i honestly completely forgot about this <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing that we wanted to do. I was packing stuff and I picked up a bag and all of a sudden it started ringing the bell. The, the bag. I was like, what is this? Like, did someone talk about file systems? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it would be nice till one day. Um, I'm holding on to these bells uh, one day. So that video that you just watched, that was recorded years ago. And I used those bells for like a funny video. Not that funny, but I was trying along at the time. It was really funny. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's so random and so funny. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, hi, Kevin. How's it going? Good week so far? It's good. Yeah, it's been a good week. I feel like I've made a lot of progress on a lot of work things. Good. For the past few weeks, I feel like I've been catching up from my travels. <laughs> it's just like a thing that I guess I'm not used to doing anymore. Uh, and then just being back in my office and actually being like properly productive has been nice mm. as i'm getting ready for nice. yet another trip <laughs> uh so savor while it lasts it's that season uh obviously can't complain like it's been really nice to see colleagues in person and everything but i also can definitely understand why people say working from home is more productive oh yeah <laughs> being surrounded with other people so yeah i get it now <laughs> good today it was one of the not first but few days where i, I felt like a normal day like from pre-parenting days mm. it was the first full day of daycare uh i think i mentioned last week that finn was going to like, like a transition schedule uh, anyway so so Debs dropped him off in the morning, and so I woke up, no baby. Uh, actually, I did wake up to say goodbye and give him a kiss, but, you know, whatever. So I went for a run and felt really good, and then I ordered lunch, and I started working earlier in the day, and I managed to do a little bit of, like, so it's like a side project. I finally got around to assembling the PySight camera, if you will. Oh, yes. Okay. So fun. Such a fun project. But what do you mean by assembling it? Okay, for people who don't know this, it's a, I bought an iSight camera, the 20-year-old webcam from Apple that, you know, it's completely outdated by today's standards. With the intent of following this guide, this project that's online, someone got a Raspberry Pi with a camera module and effectively put that inside the shell, the body of a iSight camera. I think it still looks great. Still probably the best looking webcam still today. Absolutely. So I just wanted to use it, like modernize it a little bit. So when I say assemble is I just had one missing piece, which was uh, you had to 3D print like this frame that goes inside the shell hmm. to hold the all the electronics. So my friend Pim did uh, 3D print that. I did meet him last week. 
he gave me the thing. So I had all the tools. <laughs> uh, so I started doing that. Like today, right? It's a quiet day. I don't have babies around and I can focus on this and it'll be fun. And it was fun. But I hit a couple bumps uh, in the way. So first, I totally forgot that I had to have a, a mini SD card in order to like mm. load the OS that goes in the Raspberry Pi. That's fine. So like, you know what? I'll leave that to the end. I can pick one up on my way to pick up my son. So I just started like with the hardware. So disassembling the iSight camera, followed some videos online and stuff. And, you know, that was fun. At some point, I had to bring the camera down to the street. There's like a hardware store right next door. And I brought the thing because there was this one screw that I just could not, hmm. you know, <laughs> unscrew it. I didn't have the right tools. Although I had like this kit, all these screwdrivers or whatever. So I was like, this, this screw, can you help? Uh, <laughs> and like, I got the tool for you. Oh, okay. Because I think, isn't there like a special screw that Apple uses that's like this proprietary screw that they try to like make it so that people can't open it, but like really lots of people online have you know created a tool that you can open them i think that started with the iphone 4 Ah. it's this star shaped thing so this was you know predated by years so so no it was i managed to just get okay regular very very tiny screwdrivers but you know (laughs) so anyway this is some of the whole thing uh got the 3d print thing in it 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 works i got the camera the cable thing wrapped around everything worked and fit and I was really happy. So the only thing missing was the SD card and loading the software part. And I thought that's going to be super easy. There's like a script thing. I just install the OS. I run the script and it should work. Plug in and play. It didn't. It didn't work. And I spent some time trying to troubleshoot. And apparently, like these scripts and some of the like open source things that effectively turn your Raspberry Pi into a webcam, they aren't compatible with the most recent Raspberry Pi pi model which is a raspberry pi zero w no wait mm. raspberry pi zero two w w is for wi-fi two is like the second generation so it is all for the for the first generation so they didn't work so i spent a lot of time going down like just obscure prs in a repo somewhere if someone said it made it work or whatever <laughs> long story short it's not supported yet and i you know i don't have it in me to try to make this work by myself um but i did uh, like managed to capture like pictures you know ssh into the thing and like capture a picture save it to the thing and then whatever and it's not incredible (laughs) oh really no (laughs) it's not incredible i mean you know jury's still out i still want to make it work and see how how bad it is i know it won't be as good as like opals and whatever because it's still a 1080p camera because the the 4k ones won't fit Mm. so anyway and then like literally 40 minutes ago i was like well i have this lumina here and i think i even mentioned this in the show like let me try to break this (laughs) open up this lumina camera that i don't use and it's super tiny way smaller than the eyesight so it would definitely fit Uh. so managed to break it open remove all the 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 guts the, the electronics and it would definitely fit like this is very promising uh, but the only thing is that it's on the wrong angle. So the camera, the lens is facing like it's perpendicular to like the length of the camera instead of being, you know, parallel. Oh, I see. So, I mean, here I can show you like I've, I actually am pretty proud of that now. I feel like I'm pretty good at. Wow. So, you know, this needs to point up and not left. Oh, yeah. Graph. <laughs> well that's problematic so i'm like can i even bend circuit boards i don't know probably not so now you know playing with this shit and my desk is filled with electronics Uh. and microphones and components and shit but it's been fun that is pretty cool yeah it reminded me of like i was trying to troubleshoot an old ipod that i got like a fourth gen ipod classic that i bought off marketplace i feel like there's just an endless stream of old apple devices <laughs> during your home oh, that's kind of it i think <laughs> <laughs> like every week or so it's like i see another story of like rafa un- unpacking like something <laughs> <laughs> well but that okay well, this is kind of relevant because uh, you know we had the ipod line was discontinued so the last ipod touch to stop selling them mm. it was a thing and a lot of like podcasts and blogs like kind of celebrating the iPod a little bit. And it was funny because, uh, you know, not that long ago, I think I, I tweeted, like, for you, what is the, like, canonical iPod? Yeah. Which model is the iPod when you think of iPod? And I wasn't really asking, like, which one is it, like, officially? I think it, it means different things for different people. Uh, but I was interested. The canonical iPod is always your personal first iPod. <laughs> right? Oh, like, your first. Interesting. Yeah. For me, that's what it is. But 
I don't know about others. Unless you got like a, a shuffle, which was, yeah. I think for a lot of people, their first iPod because it's cheapest. Mm. But I don't think you would call that the canonical one. No. For me, it was iPod Classic. That black iPod Classic with a color screen. Like my design career, I think, can be traced back to that iPod. <laughs> I would load up. You know Scott Kelby? No. He used to do a, it was a video podcast on iTunes. Mm. He would like be giving people tips about Photoshop. Whoa. I would literally download every single podcast I could like find my hands on. Uh, I would load them up like the videos on the tiny little teeny teeny, tiny iPod screen and then watch like (laughs) hours and hours of photoshop tutorials like i don't even know how you can make up any details because that, that's not a retina screen that's like a super like shitty screen like you have to hold it so close to your eyes probably <laughs> to be able to make up anything uh and yeah i've consumed hours and hours and hours of photoshop tutorials on this thing <laughs> that one was also my ipod uh it was a fifth gen ipod classic it, they didn't call it classic back then but it was the first one where they offered a black version as well. Like, so they had the white and black. Mm. In the meantime, I got like another iPod, which is the same, but in white, I had the black. But I checked it and the display is slightly tweaked. I think the, maybe there was like a half a version in between, but the display is brighter and somehow sharper. Interesting. So, hey, the connected guys, you know, the connected the podcast, mm-hmm. they did this. I thought it was extremely funny. And I thought, I, I wonder if you want to do this with me. All right, I'm going to share my screen with you. And uh, what this is, is we're going to make... Oh, is that a bracket? Like <laughs> This is the tier. It's a tier thing. We're going to place these iPods in a tier list. <laughs> so the tier goes from S, which is like the best tier. A, B, C, and E. Is S uh, best I love you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Deep cut reference. S <laughs> tier, like the best tier. This is, this is epic. This is legend. Very deep cut. So I would say, do you want to play this? Do you want to, you want to place these iPods? Yeah, let's do it. That would be fun. And to be fair, these iPods go like all the classics and all the nanos. I mean, the mini, the nanos. But I actually think it would have been better if it would have been more of like a, a bracket where it's like, okay, there's like two iPods that are battling and, and like we have to pick the best one of the two and then two, two, two. And then we get to the end to what is the winner? But yeah, anyways, but we probably can't do that here. So I, Ah, like who would win? Okay, well... <laughs> That's a different game. Maybe it's a different game. Okay, we can pit some of them against each other and okay. see how, where, where that leads okay, us. Okay, let's see. All right, so this doesn't include the iPod Touch, by the way, which I think it's fair, because an iPod Touch is effectively an iPhone, so it feels like... It's not really an iPod, yeah. Yeah, it's not a real iPod. Um, so let's start with uh, all the classics. So here we're going to start with the iPod, uh, the first one, the classic one. To remind you, the first iPod had, of course, a, like a, a black and white screen. Uh, it had like the wheel, the click wheel actually rotated. And then you had separate buttons alongside the wheel for, you know, the like the menu next back or whatever. So the, the wheel actually rotated. Mm. It had Firewire. Uh, it only worked with Macs. And uh, one thing that actually, like most of these initial, like early generation of iPods, the headphone jack would be centered on the top, which I thought, I think it's cooler than on the top right. But anyway, that's, that's an aside. So this initial iPod, where, what tier do you, do you think this iPod is? Uh, I think it's got to be an S probably because it's like, it's a pioneer, right? Hmm. It's the first version. I never used this. I wasn't even aware that Apple existed <laughs> at that time. <laughs> so I don't really know what it's like to use it, but I feel like it's a breakthrough, you know? It's a music player. <laughs> it's a, a music thousand player. songs in your pocket. Are you getting it? <laughs> it's an iPod. <laughs> I, okay, you know what? But I see, I don't, I wouldn't put it in S tier. Okay. Because I feel like, yes, it's the original and all the merit and it's breakthrough and it's special in that way. But at the same time, like, it would only get better. Like, it's uh, not that the original idea is, like, not finished, but it was definitely full of compromises. So I feel like this version of the iPod will only get better. And so that version, whatever we'll pick as the best version, will probably be an S tier. So I feel like it's A tier, in my opinion. Not S, but A. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Also, Tony Fidel released a new book. 
I, I haven't read it yet, but I read some passages and um, reminded me again that the iPod, since like the original pitch, like in Let's Assemble a Team, without even knowing what, what kind of internal is going to have, what kind of hard drive is going to have, what kind of screen is going to have, what's the input device, like no one knew anything. They just knew that they want to miniaturize these components and this hardware into like portable music player. From that point until they shipped, it was like seven months. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. I think that's like incredible. Did you see, uh, I think it's his name is Patrick Collison, like the CEO of, of Stripe has a page that's like something, something fast. And, and basically it's like all of the these massive achievements in the world that were accomplished in such a short amount of time. I'll try to find a link for the show notes. The first uh, prototype for JavaScript was written in 10 days. Wow. <laughs> in 1995. Unix. It shipped in beta in September of that year. Unix. Ken Thompson wrote the first version in three weeks. Incredible. iPod is here. Uh, they had a contractor manufacturer in April, announced a product in October, shipped the first production iPod to customers in November. That is incredible. Git, four days later. <laughs> <laughs> it took Linus four days to build Git. That's incredible. Yeah, cool page. Uh, links in the show notes. Anyway, let's get back to our iPod. Uh, let's. So, would you agree? Can we put this on the A tier? Sure. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I feel good about it. All right. Which uh, leads us to iPod. Are we? Wait. Are we doing all of these? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do this real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's do a fast round. All right. iPod. I think it's actually called third generation because I think the th- second generation was like the same, but the wheel didn't mm. move or something like that. So I think. The one I'm talking about is the one where they move the buttons, the next, the previous menu, back, whatever, play. They move the, the buttons to a top row above the wheel, and they would light up uh, like a red color, red accent color. I feel like that's a step backwards for me. 100%. <laughs> this is like wrong turn. Like, you know. This is like, uh-uh. That's, no, exactly. That's not the way to go. Go back and... Uh, that's a no for me. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All right, so this is a, what, C tier, I feel like? This is a misstep. Uh, okay, yeah, a B or a C. Okay, let's go C, why not? Uh, next, we have the iPod Photo, uh, which is the first one to introduce a, a color screen, but uh, everything else was pretty much still the same. Uh, it removed that top row of buttons, br- brought it back to the wheel itself. I believe the wheel still... Like when you press the button, the wheel would like move around, uh, so it was not completely like touch. Hmm. I think. Anyway, iPod Photo. What do you feel like about this one? Probably I haven't used this one either. Uh, probably an A. I mean, it seems like an improvement over the old one, the the first one, right? Yeah, they got back on track, right? Yeah, I think it would probably be A. Uh, yeah, I would agree. It's A. It's uh, like they're back on track. They nailed it. They nailed the form factor. Color screen, huge improvement. It's not just like you can see photos. Like the whole, you can see album art. Uh, you could see like just the menus are in color. You got the, like that blue accent thing, which is very aqua. It just looked, you know, it's it's a classic in its own way. I feel like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Eight tier. It's only eight tier because the next one, the iPod 5th gen, the one we just talked about, I feel like that's S tier. That's absolutely S tier. That is the pinnacle. <laughs> The best version. Absolutely. Also known as the iPod Video. Yep. Uh, famously, Steve Jobs is also always like saying video on iPod. That's nonsense. Who wants to watch video on an iPod? Yep. Me. Me. I want to watch. <laughs> I, I was that person. Thank you. <laughs> and I have watched hours and hours <laughs> of it. I believe I actually watched that D conference presentation yeah. on an iPod video. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you can get them. They're a video podcast oh. on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Very true. <laughs> so, yeah, this is absolutely S tier. Absolutely S tier. One uh, small little thing is that, like, the for all their marketing materials and all, and I think some of the ads as well. And we can see it in this little thumbnail. The album that they would use for the demos was uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers Stadium Arcadium, which came out in 2006. Yep. And that album is, like, one of my favorite albums ever. Mm. And it just felt like, yeah, Apple is, like, <laughs> great taste. Even in music, <laughs> we're a great match. They also use that album in the original iPhone's like it's not instructional manual but some of that like booklet thing that it would come in the phone ah interesting wow and i remember being like yeah apple you're cool <laughs> right uh, which leads us to the last 
of the iPod Classics. This is, I forget what they call it. I think this is the when they start calling it iPod Classic, which is a way thinner design, and uh, but it's an all-metal, uh, like aluminum casing, which, in my opinion, it's not iPod. Like, it's it's not better. I feel like it's just... It's a, an iPod, but it, I agree, it's not better. <laughs> so It's not better. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like, for the iPod, it's, like, white plastic. Like, for me, that's, like, what it is. And even for me, like, I had the black one, the black fifth gen. Same. But still, like, it's it's white. I, th- I feel like white is the canonical color. Yeah. This is an A. This is an A. I would say this is a B. This is a B. Because it's, it's, it's not a misstep, but it's, like, wrong way, buddy. You know, like... <laughs> okay, I see. And, and it didn't... I don't think it helps that they they landed on this. Right, right. Okay. So, because it really depends how we do our rankings, right? Because it's like, if you compare it to the iPod Photo, then I think it is an improvement over the iPod Photo. But if you look at it in terms of like, what is the impact of this product compared to the previous generation... I would say it is a step down from the previous one. It's, it's role in history, if you will, like what it is, what it represented in. Yes, it's yeah. also like you had to put it in context. You know what's coming. So you know what it was. Let's say the, the one with the top, the, the row with buttons, like, you know, that they're going to give up on that direction. So then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, an anomaly a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was, it's like also kind of a shame that, it landed on this one, right? Like, this is where it stopped. Uh, this is the last iPod. And then it revised it with, like, more storage capacity. And I think, at, like, at the end was, like, I don't know, like, 200 gigs or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was, like, way more than any iPhone, right? Like, it was just <laughs> yeah. crazy. They just didn't know what to do with it. Like, And then, yeah. don't, you, don't you remember this? You could plug it into your computer and use it as a hard drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of them you could, yeah. It was like, yeah, we don't really know what these are for anymore, but... <laughs> Disk mode. You can use that as a hard drive, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. at this point, like, the iPhone existed for a while, and, like, it's... Yeah, it's an iPod that lives in the same world that the iPhone lives. And the iPhone is, according to Steve Jobs, like, the best iPod you could get, right? So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, your days are numbered. Like, But, you know, but it had a good run. It had a good run. So let's go... Let's talk about the, the Mini. So the iPod Mini came out, I forget, like around the time of the iPod, like third gen or fourth gen or something. Way smaller. Way, I mean, it's in a name. Uh, it was. It had a metal enclosure. It had colors. And this was the iPod that kind of made the iPod line like skyrocket, you know, go to the moon. Like this is the one that made, brought the iPod to the mainstream. It was slightly more affordable. And I feel like it had an important role in the iPod story, although I never own one. I never seen one, I don't think. And it's really chunky, actually. It's quite chunky. It, so it didn't have yeah. flash storage just yet, but it was still thinner than the classic at the time. And I think very important, it was the first iPod that had the, the click wheel, the actual wheel with all the buttons without moving parts uh, that then it would also go back to the classic line. So I feel like it's a very important iPod. Uh, I would put it A tier or S tier somewhere. Oh, no, for me, it's like a B or a C. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it did enough to deserve a spot high above. Then maybe a B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's like, it's a weird one. It's, yeah, maybe it's significant in what it is, but I just don't think it's a particularly successful design. <sighs> I don't know. I just don't really resonate with it. it. It feels old in a way that many of the other iPods don't to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, everyone's gonna hate me after this, but <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> that's just my my personal feeling. I personally wouldn't go higher than B. I'll I'll give you the B, but uh, for me, it's an A in 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 spirit. So maybe I can bargain. We can negotiate if there's another one that you feel like it's higher than I think it should be. Maybe we can negotiate. Okay. All right. So next is the iPod Nano. So famously, Steve Jobs was like, "The iPhone Mini is a huge success. We sold so many, uh, and now we're gonna kill it." <laughs> I think just one or two years after they killed that line, that product line. Yeah, because that design was not that great to begin with. Th- it was not the design's fault. Because it's just a B. <laughs> no, the problem was not with the design. Not problem, but like what made them kill it was they found a way to include uh, flash storage in it. 
which then would allow them to be way thinner, like big jump. I think it was like, you know, 50% thinner or something like that. Mm. Way thinner. And uh, with a color screen, because I think around the time also the Classic had a color. And so the first Nano was like, again, super thin, super tiny. Steve Jobs famously on stage took it out of that little like change pocket that you have in your jeans, you know, the tiny one. Right. Uh, Like, I wonder what this pocket is for. And, you know, which was, I guess, a... A callback to the original iPod, which was like, oh, it's out of my pocket. So I feel like this was, and it was plastic, by the way. I think this was, this was, uh, this was great. This was a great, great iPod. So for me, S tier, S or A. Yeah, I would say a solid A. <laughs> wow. Okay. Damn. A solid A. Right. I feel like if the fifth gen classic is an S tier, I feel like this one is the S tier equivalent for the Nano Mini line. Without spoiling too much ahead. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Because I feel like the next generation after that is the S tier for that one. Like that is to me the canonical version of the Nano is the next one. See, I disagree. Okay, we can talk about the next one before we rank this one. Yeah. So the next one, the difference was if my memory, you know, doesn't fail me, it was an aluminum casing, mm-hmm. and it had like a bunch more colors as well. Yeah, and it also, I mean, it has more of a, a design that was reminiscent to the original design, right? But it was very, very thin. The mini. Um, had the sort of like rounded side, right, on the like left and right side, and then the flat top and bottom. I feel like that was, for me, the pinnacle of that design, like where I really realized that That's the pinnacle. vision from the first one. This is what the first one wanted to be, but couldn't be. And it was unique, and it had all the colors, too, in a way that the, the other one didn't. It was so shockingly thin. To me, this was the pinnacle of that that design form yeah i don't know um i don't i think for me maybe i have something like an aversion the other one's too much of a copy of the bigger one but i feel like it i think i have an aversion to aluminum casings on ipods i don't know it doesn't look as i feel like they were just trying to get something new i don't know if it was a clear improvement because the, the the previous one had like the flat front face kind of like the classic the fifth gen your beloved fifth gen classic yep uh, and it had like the stainless steel, I think, back or something, it looks like. But to me, that was right on the classic and then not right on this one. All right. So what you're saying is that the aluminum one, I forget now the generations, but that one was more canonical nano and the previous one was more of, it was too close to the classic to deserve its own thing yes exactly the other one is just classic but smaller whereas this one is its own unique design and then it's what the original mini that's what it wanted to be but couldn't i think you're correct in like impartial way (laughs) but so for my own personal taste and nostalgia and feels it would be flipped but all right so i'm gonna put the aluminum one one on the s tier and the previous one on the a tier all right which i think leads us to the the weird phase of the nano and we're gonna try to go a bit faster on these so then you have the what people call the fat nano i don't want to fat shame this ipod but this one actually it's very curious to me because so it's more of a like squarish it's shorter has a wider display and it looks way more than like a classic does, the proportions at least. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they, they abandoned this real quick. <laughs> they went back to the tall. Because it looked terrible. I don't think <laughs> it looks terrible. I think it looks good. Who wants a fat nano? Because the display is wider, you know? Like for video, it would be way better. It's a no for me. <laughs> this is EO category. <laughs> EO no. Absolutely. I'll put a B because I think it had a B. <laughs> For the Fat Nano. It was promising. It had potential, and Apple didn't give it a shot. No, this is a travesty. (laughs) No, this is a B. This is B. This is a solid B. I'm not even going to say Like, at least a B (laughs) minus. I mean, I'll give you the minus if you want, because it's not represented in the actual uh, tier list. (laughs) No, this this was, like, across all of the iPods, every single one of them. This is, by far, the absolute worst iPod design. (laughs) 
Absolutely not. We have pretty terrible ones coming up. <laughs> Absolutely the worst design. Never, no, nev- no, 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 never no, no, should no. have been released. Dude. And they rightly corrected their mistake and never ever made another iPod. Absolutely not. Really this iPod had, I mean, definitely a better display, bigger, brighter, better display than the previous model and a better display than the following model, which was like way smaller and skinnier and taller display, which you don't want. So I think, you know, this one had potential, but never really got a chance to prove itself. Listen, you brought that fat nano at school and you got made fun of. Like, that's just, that's <laughs> no. just what was going to happen. What so. kind of school are you going to? Absolutely not. This iPod was cool. Uh, I like it's it. It's an over me. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, I should call them by their, so the fat nano is the, the third generation nano, right? Which is to the fourth generation, which is, uh, a design that they settled a little bit for like a couple of generations. It's tall, still very skinny. I think it was like a, like a, if you were to look from, you know, above, it was like tapered, right? So it would be thinner on the edges than on the middle. Uh, aluminum, you know, whatever. It had a tall screen. I honestly don't care for this. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, I don't know where you're just making shit up at this point. <laughs> it's good. It's fun, but you're running out of ideas. And the fact that you came to this from the Fat Nano is like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you, I mean, it's not, I mean, maybe I mean too harsh, but like, there's no clear vision that I can see that you are pursuing with all these iterations. It feels like you're trying shit out. This is just resetting the Nano to <laughs> where it should have been. Okay. <laughs> this is like, okay, like, we need to undo. This like trash can MacBook Pro of iPod, uh, Mac Pro of iPod. No, we need to go back. It's like the same energy as like if you look at the old uh, Apple TV remote, and then you have the, <laughs> the Siri remote in the middle, and then you have the new one, right? It's like oh, like they went some kind of weird direction, and then they were like, nope, like heading right back <laughs> where we were. But I agree with you. To me, I think it's a I would give it a B okay. for this, where it's like, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, fair. Uh, and then the next one, which generation are we in? Uh, this would be the fifth generation. It's pretty much the same. I think slightly smaller. I think they reduced some of the size. They kept the same uh, display size, but just removed no. some. Isn't the screen taller? Like, the screen is larger on this one. Oh, is it? I believe so. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Am I? Let's see. And it also has a camera. Yeah. Steve Jobs is going to, like, we're going to go again. Uh, going to chase the this uh, camcorder, like, portable video camera market. Yeah. Which I thought, I never had this one, but I thought it was kind of cool. So, to me, it's a nice improvement over the, the previous generation. I saw the keynote, and I thought, that's kind of cool. I never saw anyone shoot video with it. I never saw anything. So I'm like, I think there was a wrong bet. I don't think people wanted... No. like Because also at this point, smartphones existed. Like the iPhone was around for a while. Yeah, I just think it was the end of the iPod. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the problem. And clearly they've noticed this because right after they got rid of cameras and got rid of all that jazz. So, but, but before we move on, where would we put this? I think I would put it at an A personally, because it's like, I, as an iPod, like it does all the functions that you want it to do actually really well. Like you don't want it to be too large. You want a big screen, like you could rotate it to watch videos. It had a good aspect ratio. It introduced a camera, which was nice for a product of this size, although I agree with you that no no one really used it for that. But it was just a nice, like solid, decent iPod. I think it was a nice improvement over the previous generation. I would give it an A. Yeah, I don't have much to say to, to that. I think you're right. It just feels like it's, like this might have been the end of this product line and like what's coming next it would it should have been called like a different thing. I feel like this is probably like the last stop in the nano life cycle. Yes, I agree. It doesn't mean it's nice. I feel like it's kind of an unfortunate place to end. And again, it didn't actually end. Like I said, they're going to go places, but like the camera it's like, I, in a way it was a failure, right? It was a failure because it didn't really f- fulfill on the things it tried to fulfill. So uh, because of that, I feel like that, that picture is a bit, you know, tainted for me. Yeah, I just, I, I'm trying to rank based on like what this product is, not really its success in the market. Cause I think like basically all of these older iPods probably like 
either did better just because more people bought iPods or did worse because it's hard for me to adjust that. I'm not trying to gauge on what the market was, but more so what the product was. Potato, tomato. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go with A. <laughs> yeah. I mean, otherwise we could go with B, but I just feel like it's better than the one that we placed in B. Yeah, fair enough. That was essentially the same. So, Which, uh, according to our tier, is also as good as the Fat Nano. Same same tier. Wow. Uh, all right. Fat Nano should be ew. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fat Nano. We're making compromises here. Which brings us to the sixth generation Nano, which was... This is where things got wild. <laughs> things got weird. So on this one, they decided to remove the wheel, the click wheel, way smaller screen. The screen is a square and it's a touch screen. And it's so tiny that it fits like four little buttons <laughs> at a time <laughs> this again like this was the ipod nano could you clip it somewhere you could clip it yeah yeah you could clip it i think even some people on this podcast <laughs> try to use it as a watch uh just, just clip it to like a wristband uh that person is me it was like the ipod was like you know what i can also be an ios device kind of <laughs> yeah yeah it got the wallpaper <laughs> <laughs> it got some of the icons. It got the same wallpaper as iOS 5. Which is like probably the best wallpaper on iOS <laughs> I ever created. Up there. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I think it's the most iconic one, in my opinion. Or maybe like second to the original iPhone. but Or not the original iPhone. Sorry. But that just no home screen. Yeah, sorry. But w- w- which one was it? Was it the 3G or 3GS where they introduced it? That the, might have been the 3GS or no, the 4 maybe? I don't know. I was I was 4, I think. Anyways, I don't remember. I forget. Anyway, yeah. So it tried to look like an iOS device, but it wasn't. It was this weird OS. I actually don't know what it was, but it looked like iOS. It supported multi-touch, but really the only multi-touch gesture you could do is you could rotate the whole screen (laughs) it would rotate orientation so let's say if you want to clip it remind you it's a square right so it shouldn't have orientation so if you want to clip it like upside down you could do this motion with two fingers which by the way the screen was way too small to support that motion (laughs) Uh, but you could flip the whole screen and to scroll, you would scroll like you do on an iOS device. But again, the screen, mind you, it's so small. It was so awkward to like, because you couldn't show that many items at a time. So I had one of these. I bought one. Again, try to use that as a watch. The awful experience as a watch. Because, you know, you couldn't, you have to like click to unlock to see the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was trying things. I don't think it succeeded so i would even though i have strong nostalgia for this because i did own one and it was you know still liked it it was an apple product i was excited about but in hindsight i can see so many problems with this i would put it (laughs) at a c tier to be honest same yeah i think it's a c i mean it was a bad ipod and it was a bad watch it just it was too small to use like yeah. like just holding it in your hand is just like awful it's just like no part of this was good let's be honest the thing that's saving it from the u tier it was very interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was trying a lot of things none of them really worked i think but it was a an interesting sort of like pie in the sky like moonshot hey, what if this iPod could be something totally different than an iPod? For me, the thing saving it from you is, I think it looked cool. Mm-hmm. It's interesting looking. Square. We've never seen like a touchscreen, like any iOS device or in square form factor. It was very tiny, so that makes it hard to use, but it had a clip, right? Yeah. I think the iPod line, it feels like it fails when it tries, it gets too close to another product line. In this case, this Nano is way too close to a shuffle with a clip and all that. And it gets muddy. It gets, uh, you know, you're trying to do too much and be too too many things. So you can't really be great at either. So, okay, let's put it in a seat here, which leads us to the last Nano. I also, well, one more thing that I would say on it is I think it paved the way for 
the Apple Watch. Like, I feel like they've learned so many lessons maybe from this of like, hey, you're trying to scroll down a list. Your entire, your thumb is covering the entire screen, right? So that's not good. And with the watch, they put in a crown. Yeah. It's like, you know, lots of these details, I think of just like thinking about the watch face of like having to tap to be able to see the time. That kind of sucks. And so I just feel like they've learned a lot from it. And so it's in a way it paved the way for what eventually became the Apple Watch. It came out four years and eight days before the Apple Watch. Interesting. That feels like a short amount of time to me, actually. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, for all the flaws that the Apple Watch had, it seems like a much better product than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a significantly better product in every aspect than this one. So, yeah. All right, last nano. It's the seventh generation end of the line and this one if i had to describe it it looks like an iphone but way smaller iphone but it doesn't run ios but it has multi-touch and it has a home button but it's not ios and it has a white bezel in front plate but then it has colors around and on the back and i think it looks horrible (laughs) i think this looks interesting horrible i hate this ipod really yeah also like the the home screen ish type of like menu thing it has instead of having the round rect it has circles for icons and i don't know i i think this looks disgusting (laughs) for me this is you what yeah what is what are you doing i feel like it's you, again, the speaking of oh, speaking of iPods getting too close to sibling product lines, this is trying to be too close to an iPod Touch, but like failing at every point. It's just worse in every way, in my opinion. This is very interesting to me. I was going to say, so I never had one of these, and I don't even have much familiarity with the product. Like, I don't think I knew anyone that had one or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think if I were to buy one of the old iPods today, I would 100% buy this one. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Because I think the design is really interesting. What? I'm really curious about this design. I think it looks great, personally. I kind of love the look of it. Wow. Okay, wait. So you're telling me that if you had to buy an iPod from this whole list, all of these that we talked about and some of the we haven't... I mean, I already have the classic. <laughs> okay. But if I were to like, yeah, like which which one of these would I buy? Not to use, just as a curiosity today, I would totally buy this one. Wow. Because I think <laughs> I think the design is really interesting. And I kind of like how it looks. It's like a Windows Phone inspired design. I think this design looks like a Alibaba knockoff of an iPhone. Like they're trying to make an iPhone. But they can't get too close. They're still trying to like be their own thing. But like, yeah, it's clearly know. a knockoff of an iPhone. It's this like, oh, we'll we'll have it a home screen, but like instead of round rectangle, it's two circles, and maybe it doesn't support multi-touch gesture, and uh, and it's a bit smaller, and it has different colors. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It has apps like mini, basically baby iPhone apps. It has radio. <laughs> It just I think that design is interesting. Well, I think obviously it was released way too late in its life and the I, I think I believe the iPod Touch and the iPhone were already released so oh yeah. it was just, you know, wrong product at the wrong time but like I think the design of it is interesting. It looks like Windows phony in a way that like is kind of cool. Like I always like the original Windows phone designs and it's just yeah, I just think it's interesting. Kevin, no. <laughs> no. It has like Two bezels, effectively, all with different border radius, uh-huh. corner radius. Look at this. You have the outermost bezel shape, which is like pretty sharp cornered. And then you have an interior bezel with like a front plate, which looks like an iOS, like an iPhone with a rounded corners. And then you have the actual screen with sharp corners again. Like this is, it's just, no, I don't think this looks good. I think it's, it's just it's just a weird one. All right, I'll let you place this where where you want. <laughs> uh, it's a U for me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I won't budge on this one. Interesting. <laughs> it's a U. It's out of all of these, this one is the U-est. Wouldn't you agree? Well, clearly not. Well, probably not. Yeah, clearly not. All right, you know what? I can't in good faith just like, dictate this you so i'll put it on c that's 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 as low as i go fair fair all right 
last line. Let's go real quick. We have four left. It's all the shuffles. Great. So the shuffle, the first shuffle. All four can be at you for me. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Sh- iPod shuffles never appeal to me whatsoever. It's just like, I would be. <sighs> I mean, iPod shuffle is like, let's make this affordable as much as we can. So cut corners, cut corners, cut. And I think it was never a compelling product for me. It was always like, I had one because it's the one I could afford. I never wanted one. I prefer the other ones. But I think it was a very interesting example or case study for designing with very tight constraints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the constraints are, number one, biggest one, no screen. Yeah, Like, you had no way of seeing what song you're playing or, like, picking an artist or whatever. Uh, and so the whole thing was like, it's called iPod Shuffle because the point was that you sync a playlist or an album or something and you just shuffle it. And you could not shuffle. You could play it, you know, in the right order, but that was it. So the first one, it looked like a, like a pen drive, like a, like a USB stick, mm. uh, very tall, skinny. You had a little cap at the bottom. You could like take the cap off and it would be, you would have the USB port. Um, you would stick it in the side of your laptop or whatever, and that's how you would sync. And it also came with like a little like necklace piece thing, so you could carry it around your around your neck. I think this is like A tier for me. I think the design of this is very focused. It's great. It could also serve as a USB stick. And it looked like the part, you had a very tiny little click wheel thing. Uh, not click, you know, it wouldn't actually rotate, but you know, it looked like, like an Apple remote at the time, right? I think it looks great. I think it's a A tier. It's great. All right. Do you want to try to bring it down to you or no? <laughs> You're awfully quiet. <laughs> no, I actually, I mean, it's like, what is this thing? Like, oh, uh, I don't even think about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of situation for me. It's like, I don't even really care. I mean, yeah, like I could see it being an A. I think it was an interesting idea and like a, a good form factor for that use case. But yeah, it doesn't move me personally, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. So I'm okay with A. All right, I'll put in the A because this, I think, this is an A grade shuffle. And uh, actually, I'm close to putting it on S, but I think it's an A grade shuffle for sure. The second shuffle was, I think, technically my first iPod. I think it just someone gave me at some point. I would see these laying around the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a very, very small iPod with like the, the circle, the buttons, slightly off center, like to the right, but it had a clip. And it was huge. I think this was the first iPod with a clip. Uh, which is great for like fitness or whatever to go to take out for a run or something. I think it was great, but it had one very awful, weird thing for me, which was the way you would sync this one. You would sync them through the headphone port. Oh yes, I remember this. So you would have this like little dock <laughs> with a headphone jack sticking out of it, and you would place the dock on the thing which then would be connected via usb to your computer there was no way this was fast right (laughs) i don't even remember but to be fair these ipod shuffles wouldn't hold a lot of like their storage was pretty shit it would like sync an album or two at best yeah so this i always thought that was an awful decision (laughs) that was definitely a step back from the previous one so for that reason i put it as a b or c i'll let you decide yep makes sense probably a b all right b it is and the next one, like, Kevin, if you didn't give me that iPod Nano a U, maybe this is a U contender. So this one, the third gen, was, what if we have no buttons? <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, but I think it starts with, like, okay, we have this iPod Nano, and then it's connected to a pair of headphones that has up, down, you know, volume up, volume down, and then the clicker in the middle button which are essentially like you have three of the, what, like four buttons, Mm -hmm. five buttons you have on this. Could we just have essentially like the side on one or the other? And so like, what if we only had the functionality throughout the headphones? Because let's face it, they're always connected anyway. If they're not connected, you can't listen to the music. No, I can see that. I agree. And I think this is... It's a really interesting, compelling, like exotic idea to pursue. Can we <laughs> yeah. get rid of everything? Also very much in like Apple theme. It's a very Johnny Ive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we get rid of everything? It's on the headphone either way. It's, it's, it's as simple. Like, this is as tiny as it could be. Otherwise, you wouldn't, couldn't hold it, right? It was like so small. But I think 
it shouldn't ship. Like that's an interesting idea to pursue, but then you would very quickly realize, oh, but it's really, really hard to change anything or like, sure, you can go next or whatever, but you can't pick a song. Also, they said that you could use this with the microphone. You could say play so-and-so or whatever. You could, the microphone was the main input device. And then, like, but what if people want to use their own headphones? Like, that's fair, right? <laughs> what if they want to hook this up to, like, a stereo, like, you know, aux cable in their cars? What if they want to hook this up to their car? It's like there's so many things that then this idea kind of breaks and it becomes yeah. not viable. And I think they should have stopped. Also, going back is like very difficult. It's like the double press, double press. Like, it's just, yeah, it's not great. So for me... I think maybe I'll put it on a C tier because it's it's an interesting idea that failed. We can give it a U, I think. It's just too far. Like, it's just not. I mean, if we said that the square one with the touchscreen was like a bad iPod, this is a truly a terrible iPod. <laughs> like, it's just not good at, at the main function. But I want to leave it on a record that Last Nano is the U-est of them all. Is it? Because this one has a redeeming quality of having like, but it was an interesting, compelling idea, especially like as a designer. That's mm. very interesting. The other one is just like, no, you failed. It's awful. And it wasn't even a good idea to begin with. <laughs> but anyway, just want to leave it on a record. I'm not going to fight for it. You know, I'm over it. <laughs> but, um, but that Nano is clearly a new. All right. Last one. Last one. Uh, last Nano. It's kind of like going back a generation to that slightly off-center clip thing, but now it's even smaller and it doesn't need to be off-center because literally there's no space for it to move. So the circle, the buttons are effectively like the whole face of the Nano uh, and it still has a clip. And I think it's like, all right, back to something that makes sense. And I think this is probably the, it's either this or the first one, but like this is probably the peak shuffle. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. It's what a shuffle can be. So for that reason, I would put it either A or S. I feel like at least a shuffle should be in the S tier. Either this one or the first. I'll let you pick. No, no, no. You should absolutely pick because, again, I've never used any of these products. I've never been interested in any of them. This is just not for me. <laughs> so, yeah, this is your this is your moment to shine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm shining so bright. All right, this is it then. So the S tier is the fifth gen classic, the second gen nano, and the what is it? Fourth gen, last gen shuffle. We did it. And the EU is that third shuffle, but the last nano is also a U in spirit. Yeah, I think that's good. All right, look at that. We did it. I'm happy with where we've landed. Okay. Let's make sure we include a screenshot of this for our show notes. Absolutely. Also, I know this is way too late to for me to be saying this, but I'm going to also have the show art of every iPod we're talking about. Like That would be the show art, so you can just look at your phone or whatever and look at the thing we're describing. <laughs> uh, but again, it's too late. <laughs> Unless you want to go back and listen to the whole thing again, but now looking at your phone, uh, you're crazy. Cool. I wasn't really planning to make this the episode, <laughs> but I had fun. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. Uh, I think it's a fair like send-off to the iPod line. I think for so many people, this was like their entry to the Apple ecosystem. It was for me. Yep, same for me. Also, that classic iPod is just, there's something about it. Like, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good and it's so like different from anything else that we still have. Like the, the click wheel is such an interesting input device. All the little click sounds, it's so good. Like I said, I got a bunch of like old iPods. By a bunch, I mean two other because mine was like flaking. And I had the iPod hi-fi thing. And it's I listen to music that way a lot. <laughs> I just take my iPod, load up an album and put it in the dock and just listen to it yeah it was a truly iconic design and i remember that's around the time that i became aware of apple and i would go to like best buy and i would like see it like it would be there and then like whenever you know i would go to the store and i would wait until you know the person who was using it would stop so i could go play with it (laughs) and then i had no idea how it worked interesting like it took me a long time to understand the click wheel with your finger. I just like pressed some buttons and <laughs> I didn't know uh, how to actually operate it successfully. So it was a hard lesson on uh, UX for me. But Interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely love this thing. It's such a great iconic design. Also the ads and like, you know, like the iTunes and the whole thing, the fine Apple a lot. Like at least back then what it was. It was the music company for a long time for me. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, so cool. Anyway, cool. Damn, wait, this is the show, right? <laughs> That's it. That's the show. Should we do follow up at the end at least? You know, we missed follow up. 
Real quick. Follow up. I was wrong. The end. <laughs> Kevin's wrong. Should we give more context or no? Is that enough? I'm okay with that. I think that would be funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Clearly I was wrong. Lots of people use Figma full screen. There it is. Congratulations, everyone. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit surprising to me. But like, as soon as I started getting the messages, I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> like, he got the point. So thanks to everyone who wrote in. Oh, yeah. I was wrong. And yeah, that's it. To be fair, I, I feel like I could have saved you from this because uh, during the recording of that, I was like, for me, it was so obvious that you were wrong. <laughs> But I didn't really fight or, you know, I didn't really, whatever. I moved on quickly, like, ah, hey, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's been a while since we got like so many responses to whatever something we said. Yeah, so sorry to anger all of the full screen people. <laughs> it wasn't anger. It was more like, no, 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 dude, totally. I totally use it full screen. Someone's wrong on the internet. Must correct them. It's like, I think most people use most apps full screen. That's wild to me. Especially but especially like designed or any tools like, you know, so you know what, what I should do, I should force all of these people to listen to the windows of Syracuse County <laughs> as a punishment. So good. Good episode. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. You do you <laughs> people want to use everything full screen. That's great. Have at it. All right. So just pay me a word picture here. So you don't use Figma full screen. So I don't use anything full screen. But that, to be fair, like the caveat is I'm not on the laptop. Right. Like if I was on a laptop, then there's not really much of an option. Okay. But paint us a word picture here. So you're on your 5K 27 inch uh, ultra fine monitor mm -hmm. and you're using Figma. How big is this Figma window comparative to the like percentage wise? I'd say it would be maybe 80% of the screen. Okay. And is it centered? Mm, depends. Okay. Oftentimes, to be honest, there will be like a Twitter client on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like a, okay like sometimes i think also something that i do is i'll like be importing assets or i'll be like bouncing between like an xcode and a figma or sketch or another app and so mm -hmm. it's not that they will be like perfectly non-overlapping like there will often be different windows that are overlapping like right now i have the call that we have and then behind it i can see the audio hijack window peaking mm. I don't see the entire window, but I see part of it. I see the current time remaining. So, yeah, I don't make it fully full screen, but I just so that I have the context of the other stuff that I'm doing around me. Yeah. And that's important. I think for, for people who use it full screen, they wouldn't understand why wouldn't you use full screen? Like, you could have more space while you're not taking advantage of that. And I feel like uh, you, you've hit it in some of the reasons why I don't use stuff full screen if I can help it. Uh, one is, yeah, you can have more context. You have other stuff around especially if i have like a large monitor there's space to have more things around like a twitter client <laughs> like uh, whatever but for me also very very important especially with figma is having like almost like a, a workbench around it i can drag files to the desktop around it like drag from yep <laughs> have like let's say like sf symbols window somewhere i can also drag or copy from it's like auxiliary tools if you will right that is probably the main reason why i don't hey i'm gonna ask you to do something i'm gonna ask you to just uh, do a little like just dress rehearsal just like open figma and take a screenshot of like what that usually looks for you and i'll do the same <laughs> and we can put it in the show notes so that people know like what does that look like all right i'm gonna do it later because right now my <laughs> there's just a million windows open but fair i'll do the same cool cool all right okay well recommendations i guess yeah, let's do it. So my recommendation this week in the spirit of Apple stuff is this book uh, named After Steve, mm. How to Apple Became a Trillion Dollar Company and Lost Its Soul. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> It's so the I don't even know how you call it like the subtitle sub headline subtitle yeah. is very dramatic and I don't think I fully agree with it although I think there's like it's an interesting hypothesis but I only started reading it because it came out recently and I've been finding myself enjoying it. <laughs> Nice. I feel like I've been often been interested in the more like recent Apple history things like learning about the stuff that happened behind the scenes and it's just kind of weird maybe but it's like oh i like these characters like i know all these people like it's like <laughs> it's really like reading fiction in a way for me of like the <laughs> right. story that i've just like 
you know read many times before but that's just like oh yeah like i'm spending time with my friend johnny and like <laughs> like some of the other characters in this book so yeah so far i'm enjoying it there's also a, an episode of the talk show with the author of the book um that i would also recommend if people are interested um yeah i think it's good cool yeah i've, I've seen that it's on uh there's a talk show thing about it so I, yeah been meaning to check it out my recommendation is an episode of the Twenty Thousand hertz podcast the podcast in itself i i might have recommended it in the past it, it's good it's all about like sounds sound design theme songs stuff but this particular episode is the one i'm recommending it's part of a two-part series or actually there might be more parts but so far this is the second one so the first part is talking about windows startup sounds mm. throughout history and like they interview people who worked on it interview you know people that work at microsoft at the time whatever very interesting like what were they going for what was the pitch what was the drive what was the goal of a startup chime at all and then the second part it's it's mostly about ui sounds throughout the history of windows hmm. it was very very interesting and i i learned a lot about and and get a new appreciation for some of the windows ui sounds so for example on windows 11 the most recent one i didn't know this but did you know that the ui sounds are slightly different if you have dark mode on. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, it's very, very subtle. Interesting. But like the their point was like, all right, if you're in dark mode, like they asked people or they, you know, try to figure out why do people use dark mode? And a big thing is like, they're like professionals and they're focused and they're, you know, they want to reduce distraction. So that, that's usually one or like they're working late at night. It's quiet, right? So there's like, there's some association of like dark mode with like focused, quiet, and so because of that, they tweaked all their system sounds to reflect some of those characteristics. So the sounds that are slightly more subtle, like lower in volume, hmm. they have a little bit of like reverb almost, like it's like an empty room almost. It's very, very subtle, but such a cool little detail. Huh, that's neat. Yeah. So I, I guess I do recommend both of these episodes if you're into it at all. Uh, it's fun that they mentioned, they talked about the fact that they dropped startup sounds i think with windows 8 which was also around the time that apple dropped theirs mm -hmm. although apple doesn't have apple has a very a different history with startup sounds they have the boot chime <laughs> the and that's it since forever is a slightly variation on that uh windows really went out there right <laughs> i think everyone can at least remember by heart one version for <laughs> yeah. me it's the xp that like for me that's the big one da, 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 da. <laughs> yep <laughs> like that's another thing that i think Windows probably does a better job than, than Apple does in where there's like a sound system, if you will, like some design system for sounds. Mm. Um, like all of the sounds, UI sounds, feel part of, you know, one uniform like umbrella theme. They all feel like they belong, whilst Apple is like kind of random. Like the, I don't know, the send mail sound. <laughs> it's very different from like the notification sound for like a text message or, you know, there's not a lot of... Or my favorite, so sue me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the recommendation. Links in the show notes. Check it out if you like podcasts and sounds and windows. I guess that's it. Nice. Very cool. We did it. This is a weird show, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Let's pour one out for iPod. Uh, poor old iPod. <laughs> Curious what the next big like product that's going to be uh, phased out. Oh, interesting question. Yeah. Hmm. What would be? So definitely. I mean, not the iPhone. That will never go away. I mean, not never, but that's... iPad? iPad? I mean, no, Mac? I don't know. I think the iPad will go away before the Mac does. <laughs> Honestly, if it was one, I think... I don't want this to happen. I don't think it will happen. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be the HomePod line. Mm. Just because they're already killing some of their models. Yeah. And there's rumors that we're going to see something. But like, if we don't, like, I wouldn't be... I would be sad, but wouldn't be shocked if they get rid of it. Yeah. By rumors, do you mean what Marco was talking about? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Marco talked about it. There's a rumor, for like, but it's been a rumor for years now that they're working on a HomePod with like a touch screen, like a screen thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I'd be curious. I'd be curious about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mar Marco was like, oh, like they're messing with AirPlay stuff. Like whenever they mess with mm. AirPlay stuff, that means there's new like HomePods. Oh, yeah, I did hear and I was that. like, no, like they're releasing new AirPods Pro. Like that's actually what's going to happen here. But yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, I would love for them to release a new bigger HomePod. Same. Love mine. Like the small ones, they're just not as good as the big ones. And also same. I love mine. I don't know what I would do if I lost it. 
to be honest. I'd have to move to Google ecosystem for all that stuff. I don't know. Like, it's, it's just so nice that you could just yeah. have this thing, just have it, and it's an easy target. Maybe what I'd do is I'd just settle on losing the Siri functionality and then just have... Um, Sonos? Yeah, just have some, yeah, Sonos or something like that. I don't know. There's a new Sonos that I hear it's going to have uh, Siri support. But wasn't it Hey Sonos? <laughs> Like they have their own assistant now. Oh, yeah, right. The new one has. That's true. I don't know if it also has Siri, but... Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sonos thing is better than Siri. Hmm. If it has, like, Apple Music integration, it's just different AI. Like, fine. Like, I'll stop asking you about actors and movies and trivia if you can reliably, like, do home automation and music stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll trade that. Fine. I won't know how tall... <laughs> You know, Anna Kendrick is, you know, or whatever. <laughs> that was the last thing we missed. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's funny. Cool. All right. Uh, that's it for the show. I'm going to go uh, to bed. Uh, it's 1 a.m. Thanks so much for listening. You can uh, check us out on our uh, website. It's pretty cool. It's layout.fm. You can find uh, links to stuff we talked about and, I don't know, information if you want to sponsor this show. That's cool. You can also follow us on Twitter at layout.fm. I am at Rafa Hari and Kevin is at Vernalkick, also on Twitter. Uh, and also, as always, there's links to all of our stuff in the show notes. I keep bringing up the show notes. Rafa, what are your show notes? I thought this is a podcast, just audio. Hey, yeah, but uh, most uh, podcast apps or, you know, stuff you use to listen to podcasts, they have notes there sometimes. Depends on the app. Some are really tricky to find. Uh, but if you can't find them, layout.fm. Anyway, our thanks to Laura for editing this week's episode of Layout. Uh, she's great. Thank you, Laura. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Hi. Next week's gonna be a good one, by the way. Stay tuned. Tune, tune, tune. Did you switch over to dark mode? <laughs>